Hey, everybody. Really, really good to be back. I uh, missed you guys, but we're back and we're back and bad as ever. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the economy. I noticed this week that the Fed decided to stay pat on rates, uh, interest rates, which means, in my opinion, I've been doing this a really long time, is that they're not sure which way the economy is going to go. Is it going to get better or is it going to continue to get worse? And so they weren't willing to take a chance on moving anything and risking a, a you know bigger move in the wrong direction. So it really tells you that there, there are reasons to be concerned about the economy. There are reasons to be concerned about your nest egg. And again, as always, the one place that you can be rest assured is when you park some of your assets in gold because gold is not influenced by whether Joe Biden decides to make inflation go to the roof or not, gold is always going to be a great store of value. But also, have you heard about the expanding influence of BRICS? These are the countries that are developing and their potential to take over the United States and the dollar. Think about that for a second. Not necessarily the United States, but take over the U.S. dollar and as, as being a, a more important currency. Led by Russia and China, BRICS is plotting a new global order that could directly impact you. With 10 member countries, many from the Middle East, by the way, BRICS already comprises 50% of the world's population and a staggering 30% of the global economy. And 40 more are eager to join that group. The threat isn't merely strategic, it's personal. China is allegedly bio-warfare attacking in 2020, targeted our health. Now BRICS is coming for our wealth. Imagine a world where most of all global transactions are in BRICS currency. The consequences could be dire for Americans. Here's what happens, folks. If the U.S. dollar is no longer the reserve currency for the world, let's say if the BRICS currency comes through as an alternative to the dollar, there's no reason to buy dollars around the world. So the dollar will crash. Dollar will go down. That means inflation will spike. Everything's going to go up. Your dollar will be far, far less valuable. So what do you got to do? You have to really think about these things. A weakened dollar, soaring costs, imports, stock market crashes, a fragile economy. Everyday items we import could become unaffordable, severely impacting your purchasing power. Even JP Morgan said, and I'm paraphrasing, the impact of BRICS would most likely be felt here in the U.S., where moving away from the dollar would cause our financial assets like our IRAs and our 401ks to lose value. With retirement accounts already losing 25% over the past two to three years due to economic mismanagement by the Biden administration, we can't wait around for BRICS to further erode our savings and retirement. We need to diversify our portfolios with gold. Gold has historically moved in the opposite direction of stocks and bonds, providing relief when the stock market dropped. If J.P. Morgan and many other the banks are right, now's the time to position yourself for stability, security, and wealth protection. So take it from me, whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, you know, maybe you're younger, older, maybe just getting involved. I believe that gold should be a cornerstone of everyone's portfolio. Seize the opportunity to ensure your financial future with gold and do it with the best in the industry. Allegiance Gold has the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry. Five stars with Trustlink and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. 
Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or your 401k with physical gold and silver, or you can have it delivered securely to your doorstep. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying investment when you visit protectwitheric.com today. Or you can call 844-714-ERIC. That's 844-714-ERIC. Call Allegiance Gold to secure your IRA or 401k today and tell them Eric sent you. Go to protectwitheric.com. That's protectwitheric.com or call 844-714-ERIC. We all fall into one of two camps. There are those that believe Bidenomics is the way forward. And the rest of us who think that's a load of horse <laughs> You want to hear what really great economic ideas sound like? Want to see America back on the road to energy independence? Then hop in and let's drive this Mack truck right down the liberals' throats. This is the Eric Bowling Podcast. Hey, right, here we go. Welcome back to the Eric Bowling Podcast. Hey, Linda, it's been a, I think we missed last week, but boy, it's been quite a tumultuous time. Um, sorry I missed you last week. Uh, nothing's been, not, not much has been going on, right? Oh, nothing. It's been very quiet in your world. I mean, I, I used to think that we covered breaking news. I didn't think we created it, but you are the breaking news of the last two weeks. So do you want to share with the audience where you've been? Well, yeah. So last <laughs> week, uh, two weeks ago, I was in the Bahamas spending a nice weekend with my wife and got home, came home on a Monday morning, went out to dinner Monday night, and then about 11 o'clock, woken out of a, a deep sleep with a stomach issue. Didn't seem too bad. Three hours later, I'm in the emergency room waiting on an emergency appendectomy um, with a ruptured appendix, apparently. So it was it's been quite a quite a tumultuous ten days or so, crazy oh, crazy times. Well, we are very very happy to have you back. I will tell you that our sponsor Allegiance, our team here, and our audience has all been writing in and asking how you are and just being super supportive. So I think I think that speaks to who you are as a host, but as a person. And uh, we just want you you know back on the road to recovery and back to so stirring so, up trouble. So, you you guys have been great. Allegiance has been great. They sent some nice. It was just awesome. To have that that love and support from, from we just need you to get home. I was like, don't send it to the hospital. Don't do that. Let's wait till he gets home. He'll want it at home. So we were waiting. So well, I'm glad I, you're I, home. I should still be. I mean, I pushed the envelope to get out of there because it's you know it's you, me. you just can't sit in that hospital bed any longer. But anyway, <laughs> we're, we're, we're in a good place, and I wanted to get back on the air and get back with you guys. And because there's so much going on, honestly, Linda, yeah. I mean, I'm watching Biden. It, it, it's just incredible. It, it, Three days ago, he's talking about prices, food prices. Grocery stores are ripping you off. They're squeezing you. Food inflation, shrinkflation. He's like, we're bringing down inflation. I was like, who who believes this garbage? Who believes it? I keep giving the same example. If something cost 10 bucks two years ago and then he jacked up inflation to six or seven percent, it's 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 almost eleven dollars. The, the next year. And then this year it's only up 3%. So inflation is slowing down, but it's still up from the uh, $11 price. It's $12 now. It's not going down. So for Biden to pretend that whatever his policies are bringing his own skyrocketing inflation back down, the prices aren't going down. That's called disinflation. There's no disinflation. It's still inflation, meaning prices are going up just at a slower rate. And then for him to say, 
grocery stores should stop charging so much money. Well, they have to buy the input. They have to buy the eggs and the meats and the cheeses, and they have to buy all that stuff. It's not their fault that the prices have gone up. It's Joe Biden's fault. He pumped money into the economy, jacked prices up, oil prices skyrocketed. This is all on Joe Biden. And then, and then to blame them, it's so typical leftists. Create a policy, the policy fails, and then blame someone else for it. And that's exactly what Biden did. And it was three days ago, maybe he said that. Yesterday, when I got Presley, the, uh, one of the squads uh. from Georgia, says that, well, Walgreens are closing in my district, and that's very it's racist. racist. It's very <laughs> racist. Again, not inflation, but crime, right? So the Democrats create the problem. They say, defund the police. And then they say, don't arrest anyone who's ripping your Walgreens off, because that would be racist. So they create the problem. And yeah. then when Walgreens says, you know what, it's not worth it anymore. We're, we're on thin margins as it is. We're not going to eat it for you. We're going to take losses because you want us to be in your neighborhood. Right. That would be socialism. That would be socialism. Right. Let, let the government provide these people with you know, deodorant and toothbrushes if they want. But so Walgreens says it's not worth it to us anymore to make nothing or maybe even take losses on stores. So we're closing them. Aaron Presley says, well, that's racist. It is incredibly, incredibly foolish. They just, I, I don't know if they don't understand economics or they just want to apply race and pressure and statism to everything they do to hide the fact that their policies aren't working. You know, first of all, you know, what, you, you just crushed it in that open. And I think when you look at Ayanna Presley on the House floor saying that them closing the Walgreens is uh, racist, I think what they're not understanding is during the BLM riots, one of the biggest problems that many people on the outside, putting aside the issue of just BLM itself, had with the movement was that they were destroying African-American communities. So these black communities with black business owners, black leaders were the ones getting hit and suffering. So I'm like, why would you destroy your own community? You know, people would always say, oh, the police are here because they're racist. I'm like, no, police go where crime is. Maybe we should work on crime. Crime is the reason why they respond. What Ayanna Presley is missing, and most of the members of the squad and Corey Bush and the like, are there are so many issues that have now arisen from what they've decided was the important stuff, right? Focusing on race, focusing on woke, you know, defund the police, dismantle everything we have as sort of the sediment and the rock that holds us all together, and let's rebuild it. Problem is, you didn't have anything to put in its place. You have no idea what you're doing. You've never owned a business. Like if you ask Ayanna Presley, have you ever run one of these stores? Do you have any idea what the overhead is? Do you know what the margin is on a product? Exactly. There's thin margins on some of these products. They think, oh, you you, you have a Walgreens, you're making a ton of bank on everything you sell. No, some of these things are making a penny or two pennies or a nickel on something. And then once one unit goes out the door, they've they've lost the whole shelf. And if you're in certain states... I'll take California as a perfect, um, you know, example, because we got Nutty Newsom out there yet again, just making noise, not sense. And so it comes down to him saying, well, if it's not above a thousand dollars or not above nine hundred dollars, we don't care. Right. I'm I'm sorry. I care a lot. Right. Um, It's not there. It's mine. Like, why do I have to take a loss on what could be a profit? 
because this person decided that it was there. I, I, there's no rhyme or reason to it. But again, they take that moment to stand on the house floor and speak in platitudes and talk about racism with no backup. I will say I really enjoyed speaking of the house floor. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Did you see her moment with um, yep. Ilhan Omar? Yep. I mean, you say what you want and people are freaking out. And I'm Molly like, first. <laughs> why are you freaking out? She just gave a whole speech about how Somalia is her first love. Yeah. Her dedication is to no, Somalia. She was going to protect Somalia from America. From America. What? So I'm like, and now you're saying, I, I can't believe that MTG would do that. I'm like, uh, I wish she did it every time. Yeah. Yeah, Thank God right. somebody yeah. is calling her out. Everybody else is so, you know, I was saying this the other day, you know, everybody is so afraid. They're so afraid to be canceled. They're so afraid of the woke. I'm like, it is time. Well, this whole idea, it's, and I'm actually writing the monologue for the show tonight on this idea yeah. of Democrats coming up with the policy, perpetuating the policy. It mm-hmm. goes bad. And then they point fingers elsewhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> New York City, a couple of days ago. The illegal migrants beating the crap out of the uh, NYPD. And then they walk out of uh, arraignment with their fingers up to, to America and they take off to California. They're not arrested. They're, they're booked and, and sent on their way and they take off. It, 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 it's, it's a perfect, perfect microcosm, perfect metaphor for the Biden administration and the Democrats, really, where they came up with this policy of un, unfettered access, unfettered illegals coming across our border. They yeah. come in here. They don't a- apply the, the laws. The crime is rampant here. We open the door to criminals in, in, in America now, especially in New York, where there's bail reform, which these key, these guys knew that they weren't going to go to jail if they just beat up a cop. They'd have to do something you know more severe and violent. They do yeah. this. And then everyone's in an uproar and says, hey, Hochul, hey, Eric Adams, what the hell's going on? And they're going, well, this is, we should never stand for something like this. But you put the policy in place. Right. It's your fault. Policy, unfettered access, uh, crime wave comes. They don't punish the crime wave. And then you end up migrants beating the crap out of uh, NYPD. It's going to be one tiny little example of many, many more to come. Many, many more to come. And the point that you make is that here are these migrants coming out of arrangement, flipping the bird to every single news camera that's there, they don't give a shit. Mm-mm. Not only do they not give a shit, but if they'll do this to clothed, you know, NYPD uniformed officers in broad daylight, you think they're not going to do it to you? That's a good point. They don't care. That's a good point. If they're not afraid of a cop, they're not, they're afraid, not afraid of a cop. They're not afraid of you're you. You're walking alone on the street and they, they, you got something they want. You think they're going to hesitate for a second to assault they're- you and take whatever you got? Life is very cheap for them. They've been taught not to value anyone's life, including their own. Right. And so the issue is that you're trying to convey and sort of ask them to matriculate and assimilate in a way that is, you know, uh, in keeping with American values. The problem is that American values are somewhere half between, you know, am I a boy or a girl? I'm not really sure. I hate America. Let's set some shit on fire. And can I get everything for free? I'm like, I don't I don't recognize any of this, you know. Yep. And so, that, you know, that, that is the new, that is the, the new, new mantra of young people in America. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I was just, it's so funny. I was talking to a really good friend of mine who runs a huge orthopedic uh, uh, office in Atlanta, Georgia. 
He has four different offices. He's the biggest surgeon there, operates on tons of celebrities and um, professional athletes and so on and so forth. And we were talking about just how there's like this entitlement thing and it spreads even into the professional careers. So people come in and they say, well, I got my MD. I'm ready. I'm ready to run a practice. Um, no, 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 you're not. That's why people do residency. It's to give you that practice. You earn your stripes. Right. You know, another girlfriend of mine in New York, she does the same thing. She's got a nurse that comes in. I- I'm ready to, to run this. She's like, I was a resident for six years before I became a surgeon, before I did all these things. You know, it's just, it's like me going to an ESPN show and saying, hey, I work in politics, but I could totally do this. Right. No, you can't. You you have to. <laughs> just shut up. Sit down. They, listen um, the entitlement mentality is alive and kicking in Democrat-run cities, and unfortunately in, in Biden world, too. And reparations now in California. And I'm trying to understand how that's all going to shake out. I'm like, okay, so how are we, how are we divvying that out? I'm like, so we got illegal immigrant health care. We got reparations to an entire group of individuals who were never slaves, paid by an entire group of individuals who never owned slaves. I'm like, now we've got free college. um, We've got abortions for free. We've got healthcare for free. uh, We've got housing for free. We're throwing children out of recreation centers and places as close to us as Massachusetts. uh, So we can give it to illegal. I'm like, what in God, what are you doing? That's not what our nation is about. Our nation's about working your ass off coming home sweaty and smelly and saying, hmm, I did something today. Well, I, I spoke to Vic, Victor Davis Hanson last night <clears throat> about this. And I said, what's the end game? Uh, you know, Democrat voters. He's like, Eric, you're not understanding something. Since COVID, they're yeah. allowing more and more people to, to mail in their ballots, right? So you don't have to show up in person. Do you think for a second that these illegals aren't going to get ballots and send in votes? Of course mm-hmm. they are. No one's going to check them. And if yep. they're, they're not going to get bounced or a, maybe a small percentage of them are going to get bounced. I mean, the, the game is even if you don't give them citizenship and the right to vote, they're going to figure out a way to vote to pay back for all this free stuff that they're being given by Gavin Newsom's and Joe Biden's. Crazy. So there's, there's, a, there's an interesting theory going around, and I don't know that I should even say it's a theory because it's already been – the research is there. It's from a few different think tanks like Peter Schweitzer, the Government Account, about, Accountability Institute, as well as um, – a few other people that are working within various super PACs and they have this, these NGOs that are operating out of the airports. They're fully funded by us taxpayer dollars and they are giving these people not only plane tickets, but federal tax IDs and ballots. Yeah. So they can travel. They're, they're documented, but they're traveling with their ballots. Oh, so they're, they're getting a ballot in these like weird holding areas. And they're like, Oh, Joe Biden gave this to you. There's Fox is running a thing in the Atlanta airport today. <clears throat> there were hundreds of people. Hundreds. Yeah. In that containment center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a containment center. And they're all yeah. illegals. And you know, there's a state Senator that want to go in and film it. They're like, no, you can't film it. There's a guard. It's, yeah. it's, it's funded by taxpayers. I mean, it's this, so this is the constant antithesis of freedom, right? So it's like, we have, Donald Trump in court right. being sued by E. Jean Carroll, right. winning $83 million. Because he called her a nut job. And I'm like. He calls her a nut job and they, to give him 83, they give her 83. Do you, you, you understand the precedent this sets? I'm like, we had Kathy Griffin stand with a severed head of a sitting president. Right. We had Madonna say, I think an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Yep. We had Ashley Judd 
standing on the Capitol steps calling for the Women's March to move ahead and take their blood-stained panties and show them to the president. I'm sorry, what in God's great name are you women talking about? Shut up. Be quiet. If you want to change the environment you're in, by all means, do it. But could you do it in a productive way? How is any of that productive? You're calling for violence and and blaspheming a sitting president. But then some chick who says she saw this president in a Bergdorf Gordman's dressing room 30-something years ago, I'm like, we can't even get the documents from the January 6th committee. They're gone. But we're going to believe this broad from 30 years ago? I mean- There's no common sense. You need a Trump. You better get him back in there in in November. Otherwise, how do you feel about the trucker convoy? I think it's a great idea. I think it's fantastic. Line them up on the border. Call attention to it. I I think Palin and and Ted Nugent are there are there right now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's there's quite a bit of uh, there's quite a bit of presence there. A lot of people there that are supporting them. I think the 25 governors that have signed the letter supporting the governor. I think the fact that DeSantis really kind of got his, you know, his boots back on his Florida shoes. And yeah, was can, like, I just, can I jump in there on that? I, I have DeSantis tonight on the show. But, but he's this, is, this is great. This is great. I'm so proud to live in, in Florida mm-hmm. <clears throat> under that governor because yeah. it wasn't about Florida. It was about nope. doing the right thing. He sent the country. Florida National Guard and a couple, you know, some eight, nine hundred um, bodies, assets, mm-hmm. Texas to save the country, not to save yeah. Florida, but fantastic. You know, another great metaphor of how screwed up the Biden administration is, is why would they try and bulldoze the razor wire when it's working? I know. Well, the feds, the feds. So if Texas puts up the razor wire, it's working and the feds come in and they try and bulldoze the razor wire when it's working. It's like, what is your game, man? Like, quit, quit pretending you want to fix the problem. You want this problem to, to, to exacerbate. Incredible. And people but just, I don't, liberals like, yep, 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 okay. Well, so what was it yesterday? Was yesterday the vote where we had uh, 150 Democrat um, congressional representatives vote that it was uh, not okay to deport illegal immigrants who've already committed a federal crime? Let's put that aside for a second. Driving drunk. Yeah. Hitting people, killing people. They're like, this was the answer they gave. Yes, but um, driving drunk is not a felony. I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, it, at what if it does it have to be your child? You, like, is you it better a- move to a state that has lax gun laws so that you can protect your own ass? Because if that's the the line drawn in the sand that it has to be a felony when one of these illegals commits a crime to send them back. First of all, they send them back anyway. Exactly. So they can do misdemeanors all over the place, which means hold you up, rob you, beat you up. Those aren't felonies. Those are misdemeanors. Uh, and right. So you better be able to pull out a gun and say, yeah, all right, talk Go to ahead. your old friend. Right. And that's the issue is that, you know, these are regular people just trying to do their job. I mean, you have that group of black teenagers that jumped that white guy. I mean, he's walking home from work. I'm not bothering anybody. He's just walking home, savagely beaten in the hospital. Not a single net covered it. Not one. They have no desire to cover it because and then they were talking about all of the the police, you know, the record of incidents that are on the actual arraignment files and how all of the people, no matter what color they are, are being arraigned as Caucasian. And like, oh, it's erroneous. I'm like, "Um, that's like 27 people. That's not erroneous. Right. And the people are 
Indian, Black, Mexican, you know, Bangladeshian, all these like other races and colors. And I'm like, I don't, there, there's got to be a point at which where we just say, guys, I don't know how you want to do this, but we need to just put people down as what they are. The whole idea that a police officer cannot radio in a call, be on the lookout for this male, this type. I don't think you can say male anymore. You can't say man. You can't say color. I'm like, just look for a human being. They have hair. There are two arms and two legs for sure. They may have clothes on. Good luck. I hope you find them. I did. It's so, it's just too much. And I'm looking at what's happening in Europe. You know, the mom and the two kids that were burned with the acid. And if you remember, Eric, I think it was Obama's first term was the first time we saw that. We saw this ridiculous uh, resurgence of Islamic hate and how they began to, and Islamic hate meaning towards Christians, non, non people that are not Muslim or whatever. And, they started throwing these acid bombs specifically on women. Really? Oh, you should cover yourself. Yes. Right. I remember that's, that. Yep. Yep. I mean, that Sharia law thing, those sects of, you know, UK, I mean, that stuff is really scary. And now they're really pushing back. You got the farmers in Portugal joining now, UK, Finland, Ireland. I mean, they're lining the streets. And supposedly the next stop is Canada. Canada's next because they've had enough of Trudeau. I mean, my God. He is the communist king himself. I, just, I don't get it. Is this the world they want, though? I mean, like, they can't they can't enjoy living in that crazy upside down world with danger, crime. What are you, man? Why? Who, who? But is is that all a part of the grand plan? Right. This whole idea by Klaus Schwab and WEF and Bill Gates, like you're going to eat crickets and you're going to like it. You're going to sit around and have own nothing you will literally have not a single thing to your name. Yeah. And well, then you will depend on that. But, but who's signing up? I mean, I get the rest of the world wanting to do that because it would cost us to support the rest of the, the world freedom. to do it. But why mm-hmm. us? Why, why would we ever want to do that? It makes no sense in the world. I mean, no sense at all. It's a crazy And then you world. got the feds not raising rates, you know, and the economy taking a shit. So and that's a big deal here. I mean, they, it's they, a they're really big saying – we're not ready to move on interest rates because we're not sure the economy's in, in, in a strong enough position to move one way or the other yeah. with interest rates. And they're nervous and they should be. And, you know, there's a big question now. Obviously, the Fed is mandate is to not be political. But the question is, does the Fed hold off? And then towards right near the election, though they get the calls from the White House and all of a sudden the Fed starts moving rates in the right direction to make the economy look look yeah. and feel a little bit better at last minute. I'm a skeptic. I think that stuff does go on. I really do believe. I think the oh, I, cooked. I think those books are cooked, but I will tell you in the last, you know, we've been talking since we've been talking uh, on this podcast, gold has done nothing but go up. It has done nothing but go up. I mean, yep. everything's gone up and down and things and, well, you know, Apple goes down, gets it's destroyed. Meta goes down, gets destroyed. You know, Boeing goes up and then they have a problem with the wind, the doors and that goes down. Oh my God, Boeing. Eric, you got to tell me what you think about that. We never talked about that yet. Well, I, I just think Boeing was cutting corners. They're trying to get the planes back on out on in the air and they, they sacrifice safety for production and they're going to get caught again. It's, you know, it's, it's amazing that we haven't had a major jetliner, you know, full commercial jetliner crash in this country in 25 years. But 
only by luck because I, a whole window, a whole door comes flying off a Boeing jet. My point is this, is it, there, there are a lot of things that happened in the economy and the finance world. There's one stable. Gold has just gone up and up yeah. and up. I mean, it doesn't matter if, if prices are changing, inflation rates are changing, whatnot. It's just still a safe haven. And that's really what this is. I guess we, I guess when you see all the wackiness going on in the street, the crime, the inflation, the he's a boy, she's a girl, whatever. And then them blaming race on everything. Smart people are saying this could go any way. But one thing I need to store the, my, my wealth, my value, what, what I've worked so hard for, I need to store it. And yeah. gold is the place to store your, your wealth. It, it, and listen, I know we're, we're sponsored by Allegiance, but this has been my mantra since I stepped onto Wall Street 35, 40 years ago. It's always been in my portfolio. I love gold. I have actual physical coins of gold. Um, I'll never sell them. I'll never sell them. If, if the world goes to you know, Armageddon, it's the only thing you're going to be able to buy anything with. You listen, you're going to be gold. in a bunker with your wife gold coins and kidney beans. And it's going to be awesome. I mean, I'm excited for you. And some peanut butter. She's very nice to me before that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Eric, we're so glad to have you back. I hope you feel better and keep feeling better. And we'll see you next week. All right, guys. Also, great, great week. And we'll see you again next week. Really good time with you, Linda. Thank you so much. All right, brother.